Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Robertson ready with the 2-2 pitch to Kike. Here it comes. Swinging a high fly ball, left center field, not deep. Left fielder and center field, they converge, and it's Nimmo making the catch to end the ball game. David Robertson with career save number 171. The Red Sox fall to the Mets in this uh, completion of a suspended game, the first of this series, the final Mets 5, Red Sox 4. Welcome to Red Sox Review. I'm KJ along with John Lyons. Sox lose 5-4. They've lost three in a row. John, welcome. And what a strange game this was, the suspended game that picked up from last night and the rain deluge and probably the guy in the social media who's going to end up with Mercer diving into the water. It was just a strange feeling game. Yeah, pleasure to be on with you, KJ, and you're right. And this comes on the heels of Sam Kennedy saying on Thursday that the next nine games are the most important of the Red Sox season. And I know we're going to look big picture in a little bit, but a strange start with the suspension of the game. And then the Red Sox pick up today really not ready to go, and the Mets jump out at a run, which eventually is the game-winning run. I look at it, KJ, as... A strange game, to your point, but also a real missed opportunity and frustrating afternoon for the Red Sox. Yeah, I don't think it gets more more frustrating than the two things that happened. One on Friday night where, where Vogelneck hits a ball over the bullpen. You're like, throw the ball under the guy's chin or lower, right? Like, he's the beer league softball guy. That really changed the trajectory of the game. Then the rain happens. Then really nothing happens except for... The Red Sox struggle to get a run, but they don't get the second. And then that leads to my second point of the struggling point in the seventh inning where Jaron Duran's on base and you come in and Justin Turner takes a swing at his first or second pitch, pops up and eliminates the chance for uh, at least Jaron Duran to get to second with a chance of potentially driving in the tying run. So a couple of frustrating things that now leads to Okay, the bats weren't there when the rain ended, and you got Scherzer tonight. It could be a very bad feeling for Red Sox Nation if they lose both the suspended game and then tonight's game and then try and face the the Braves right after that who are just the monsters of all of baseball. Yeah, you're 100% right. And just look at the way things started today. Tristan Casas gets picked off in the bottom of the fourth inning to start the game. They picked up in the fourth. Devers misplays a ball that was ruled a hit, but you and I know that should have been ruled an error. Then Pete Alonso doubles. 
goes to third on a wild pitch, eventually scores, which ended up being the winning run, the Mets' fifth run of the day. All that, KJ, happened in the first 45 minutes of the game. So the, the Red Sox came out just not ready to go today, Was whether it was on the base paths, in the field. Obviously, Turner had that misplay later that ended up not hurting them, but in the field or at the plate. And this is a team that... You mentioned it. They they have Scherzer they're going against tonight. They have the Braves coming up, and they're just coming off two straight losses to the Oakland A's. So they're in a spot now where you know everyone wants them to be good and be buyers at the deadline, but they haven't really shown it over their past three games. All right, we're two minutes away from Alex Cora, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. KJ along with John Lyons for Red Sox Review. Sox lose the suspended game 5-4. Next game, well, the pregame will hit, will kick off here at six ten on Weei, and the second game with a seven ten pitch. And I, I, you mentioned the Sam Kennedy comments. We'll get to Corey here in about a minute. Is he's absolutely right about the next nine games? Because what he's telling you is like, if you count to nine and it doesn't get better, they're going to be guys gone. If you kind of keep things the way they were before you ended in before you went to Oakland, and I think it was a bad Cora move. To set the guys for the second game off of that, you know, off of that energy they had from the first game, and then try and pick it up on a getaway game the next day, I would have said, "Hey, try and win those first two. Throw whoever out there for an afternoon game in Oakland, where ten people are going to be there." And now that's starting to carry. That's carried into this series, and now it may carry into a team, and we'll get into it whether they're buyers, sellers, or stay put. I think Sam Kennedy is saying, "Look." Guys that are already here that haven't played, they're getting some money and they're going to be tried out, but we're not going to just give up stuff right away. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the Red Sox are in a spot, and we've seen this all year. This now, after today's loss, it's their the eighth losing streak they've had of three or more games. Yeah. They've also had seven winning streaks of three or more games. So it's been back and forth all season long, and it's the biggest word we want to look for as Red Sox fans, and I think the team needs to look for if they're going to be buyers, is consistency. And we just have not seen it this year, like I said, especially in the field and on the mound. And they've only got eight games. So that, that nine Sam Kennedy talked about, one's over. So they right. only have eight left until they have to really make a decision. Yeah, don't spill any more beers on the floor, guys. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Red Sox review. Let's go to Alex Corey's at the podium. We didn't make contact when we had to. Now we had chances to cash in with a ground ball, put the ball in play with the infield back. We didn't do that. And, you know, that goes over and over, over and, you know, you run out, run out of outs. Uh, we made pitches when we had to. Uh, it was a grind out there. They put the ball in play in a lot of situations. They did a good job. But, uh, you know, at, at the end, we turned all the plays, and uh, they kept us, kept us in the game. With uh, Justin, it was just plays uh, he's not used to make right now. I mean, it, it, he'll tell you he, he can make those plays, you know. But uh, like I've been saying all along, you know, it's, it's, there's a give and take, right? And he hasn't played second in a while, and there's going to be plays that he hasn't seen in, in a while. But if you talk to him, he's, he'll be the first one to say, I should make those plays. But I understand where we at, you know, and, you know, the, the balance of what we're trying to accomplish. And uh, sometimes he's going to be like that, but most of the time he'll make the routine plays. You know, at the end, he turned two double plays. He made the, he made the plays. He made the bump play. Uh, he got to first. So uh, 
is, is, is part of where we're at. Who are you at? Do you know who you're at? Godinho. Yeah, over here. We're good? Thank you. Whoa. That may be one of the shortest Alex Cora post games. And, and here's the thing, John. Did you pick up on his breaths in between the questions that were coming? Yeah, he had those Bill Belichick heavy breathing, uh, that, annoyed type. Uh, that, deep that's breaths. the word right there, annoyed, where you the whole team knows because I've always been like, look, Alex Cora has been able to make chicken salad out of some sam- sandwiches out of out of some pretty bad situations over the last few years, and now here we're at a situation where let's say go let's go back to what you're about to go to the All Star break before you get to the Cup series. You're saying, look, you're the hottest team in the AL East. You're doing this with kind of minimum talent. All right. Let's just call it what it is. And you may not have to give up a whole lot to get what you need, right? Like, I'm like thinking, like, hey, look, this is maybe where Bobby Dahlback may be attractive to Oakland for one of their pitchers, right? It's just to get other arms in there because the bats were there. I think it now becomes much more frustrating for Cora when you know that you've got like a you you really have really run DMC as your pitching staff. It's just three of us, and that's it. And and Bayo, I think, is about to go on paternity leave, right? So if the pitching staff is piecing things together and they come back from a suspended game, because if there was a worry I had coming back with the suspended game, is that the 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 the, the, the socks would get rocked, right? Their arms would be they, they would have to go through too many arms, and then get to the second game and guys are blown out. That didn't happen. But neither did the bats. And that's what makes it more frustrating is the bats have been able to carry this far and when they disappear. And the mental errors, too. When those things start to come in, like you're, you, you find yourself almost helpless and frustrated. Yeah, I agree. And they had two guys on in the eighth inning. Casa strikes out to end the inning. You mentioned the bats. Whenever it felt like they had an opportunity, you talked about the seventh inning already, they just couldn't quite come through and get that final run to tie the game and I think that's you know that was the story of the game they had a three nothing lead Friday night they give up two two run homers Cutter Crawford does it's a four three game then you come in you're not ready to go today you get down five to three and then after that your pitching settles in and you're okay but you only get the one more run and it's just not enough to get the win yeah, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. It's Red Sox Review with KJ and John Lyons here on WEEI. Remember, game two at 710 pregame uh, starts at 610 here on WEEI. You know, I guess when you get into the conversation now, you know, you know, you heard Joe Castiglione mention that, hey, there were a lot of requests for scouts to come watch today's games if you told me going into tonight with those game, those scouts probably the same tickets, I'm probably thinking, all right, is someone taking notes on maybe Ref Snyder as something that the Red Sox can maybe potentially, I don't want to say these are the people I want to move, but it, you're thinking that how can the Red Sox make minimal moves to make an improvement? Because here's why, go back to the same Kennedy comment. Everything leads up to probably that first game in Seattle. Right on the road, they say things that are done in the dark happen to come in the light. So the Sox need to clean this up, make it look presentable against the Braves, win two out of three against the the Giants. While that's going on, I think they still consider themselves to be slight buyers. But if it continues, if there's another loss tonight, if it's two in a row loss to 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 the Braves, it flips. It becomes a sell situation. 
Yeah, and I think, KJ, the other part of this is since Heim Bloom has been hired, they've never, to me, truly been buyers. So 2020, they're in last place. 2021, right. they traded for Kyle Schwarber, but he was injured at the time. It was right. kind of the... Moving him to first, yeah. and he's going to have to learn it. Yeah, And I know he was kind of like the bargain basement Anthony Rizzo in 2021, and he worked out better, credit to the Red Sox and Bloom. But it, even then, it didn't feel like they were as aggressive as other teams. We know they weren't buyers last year. They so. bought Hansel Robles at the time as yeah. well. They brought That worked out, right? Yeah, right. That was terrific, right? Of course. But <laughs> look, I think it's an interesting question because not only have they not really shown a track record of buying under this current regime, they're not really in a great spot to buy because when I look at the Red Sox now, look, this is more of a – and they could make the playoffs this year, but if you want to talk contending to go deep in the playoffs, it's probably a 2024 – conversation so then you sit there well do you really want to trade a guy like Paxton who is affordable and if you sign him to an extension could be a key piece of your rotation He's one of next three. year yeah <laughs> exactly. I agree and, and to your point I mean the Red Sox right now they have 29 quality starts from their rotation which is 22nd in the league Paxton has six of them and Bayo has nine so right. two guys have more than half of your quality starts so those are guys that and especially Paxton in this case, I would keep them around. I mean, if you want to maybe say you'd move Duvall because it would give Jaron Duran more time, I'm right. all for that, and maybe that can get you a pitching piece. But if I look not just for this year, but for next year as well, because what have we heard? Right, they want to build something sustainable. They want to be like the Dodgers, who are can spend money but also have good prospects coming up. I don't think you want to trade your second best starter in James Paxton. I, I just don't think to me that just doesn't make sense. Well, you can't because you let your best starter from last year walk in Ovaldi, right? Sure. And so, and and with Chris Sale, it's kind of like, wow, it's it's like it's cheaper to keep her kind of divorce situation. You can't divorce him because nobody else is going to marry that contract. So Sale is still always going to be in the mix, despite he hasn't been in the mix really for the last three seasons, or at least fully, right? So the Sox were, and they still can be in a situation where if it means buying small, like another left-handed bat maybe in the infield, another arm, something that says the small things that can get done, because here's why I do buy the Sox in the playoffs. If you get to the wild card situation, and this is why they still have time, is they're still three back from Toronto. And you still have Toronto coming up what? After the series against Seattle. And they played so, really well against Toronto, too. Right. Toronto has been such a non-factor this year, but the other side of it is you don't get to Toronto until after the trade deadline, which is August 1st, and you don't see Toronto again until August 4th. So that and maybe that, why, that, that could be the pressure you're seeing where you know inside the clubhouse, as long as Toronto is in our sights and you don't really believe that the Yankees are going to be able to turn it around and they have no pieces they can really pawn off, to try and make this big run. Maybe they get you know super excited and try and throw everything in the sink and try and make a run for a rental at Shohei Otani. I say that's not going to work really for anybody who tries to do the short-term rental on them. But if you're the Red Sox, if you do small tweaks, then when you get to the offseason, and let's just say you make the small tweaks, you win the wild card, you beat Minnesota in the opening round of the playoffs, and now when you get into that, you know, that next round in the in, in maybe against maybe so it could be Baltimore, right? You might see Baltimore, and you might feel like, okay, in a seven-game series against Baltimore, everything they've been great at this season, can we make them feel like they've known themselves over the last couple of years, right? It's it's like what happened in 21. It's like, what, what, what do you mean this team is in the ALCS, right? So, again, if they can get there, that's why I don't want to see them sell because 
I'll put it this way. Duvall, I could see selling. There are people who say sell Kike. I don't think you sell a Swiss Army knife like that. Just, you know, just off of emotion. If you can get another arm that can help out with the, the three amigos, if you will, you keep Paxton like you talked about, then I think you, you, you might be working with something, even though it may not feel the best, that still has a chance. Yeah, and I think, KJ, their offense is good enough to me to go deep in the playoffs. They're right. fourth in average. They're seventh in runs. I mean, they're right in that group of that's a team that you could see their offense in a division series and competitive, maybe even an ALCS. What's been holding them back is the inconsistencies in their rotation. And I know you mentioned Chris Sale. Whitlock and Hauk have been injured as well. They've pitched well, reasonably well when healthy. Right. But then the defense has just killed them. At last in the league in fielding percentage. Most errors. And we saw today they had two errors that were ruled hits. I mean, it's right. been even worse than it's been scored. Let's not forget in the eighth inning, Tristan Casas misplaying that sack bunt, not covering first. No one, yeah. I mean, didn't hurt them, but it's still another example of just a misplay in the field that maybe doesn't show up on the stat sheet. So I think what the Red Sox need to do, if they really want to be competitive in a playoff race, and then let's say they get in, in a first round in a division series. They need to look to add an arm to this rotation. Now, it doesn't have to be an ace. That would be great. That'd be awesome. But if they could add a level of a second or third starter, just someone else you can depend on to pitch well most of the time, and then have it so that their defense is more set. Maybe it's a defensive replacement. Maybe it's moving a guy like Duvall out, and maybe Kike moving to the bench as Yu Chang comes back. Eventually, Trevor Story comes up. Whatever it is, they need to solidify what they're doing in the field because it's obviously obviously hasn't worked all year. But then they still need an arm in the rotation. Like I think their offense, it's good enough to get deep in the playoffs. The problem is those other two phases aren't right now. Yeah, you know, well, when you talk about you know Trevor Story coming coming back, you're almost saying, all right, are you going to bring him back as exclusively as a DH first, and then still work with what you've got out there? Maybe that means you know you you wonder like, hey, if Casas continues to make these mistakes and story comes back, you're like, is the team better off going with Justin Turner and giving Casas pieces to come in there? Now, here's the great thing about Casas. He's made the fan base forget about what was going on at first base for the last couple of years. So that that is a good feeling right there because when you look at the bottom of the lineup, you're no longer looking at like, oh, my God, seven, eight, nine. Now it feels like it's like, okay, eight, nine. Now that's what we're looking at. But if the errors continue, especially in key moments, and Story comes back but isn't ready to throw across the diamond with his arm, but the bat is ready, you got to get that bat in there. But at the same time, you don't want to give up a left-handed bat when you're, you know, when you've been struck like the, the Red Sox are last in the AL East against right-handed hitting. And you're like, how is that when you got Devers, you got Cassis out there, you know? So you, you've got Keek. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, you've got uh, Verdugo. You've, you've you've got Yoshida. So you're like, well, how are they doing so bad against right-handed hitting? So that's why I said, you know, small tweaks, if they can pull them off, then this could be a surprise team. I don't think any of us are having a conversation saying, oh, man, they can make a run to the World Series. I mean, my bet still has them winning over 81 games because that number of 75 was so low. So I think there's still some possibilities for this team to shake up things when they get to the playoffs, but they have to really take care of these next nine games, eight, nine games or so. It's KJ and John Lyons, Red Sox Review, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. John, I got a couple names for you next of potential arms they may get after, so we'll, we'll see where the Red Sox are. Thanks so much for hanging out on WEEI. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. 
This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Here's the pitch. Rob swings and skies one high into center field. Should be deep enough to score Casas. Catch is made out there by Nimmo. Tristan tags it third. Throw cut off. It's a sack fly for Rob Refsnyder. That's the way to deliver in a pinch. And the Red Sox are back within a run. The more you watch Rob Refsnyder, the more you love him. Red Sox Review, WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ along with John Lyons. John, that was a crucial moment after Cassis hits the triple. All you're asking Connor Wong is, please, just put the ball in play. Score the run, maybe even get a base hit. Get yourself on. Ref Schneider comes in as the pinch hitter. After Wong strikes out, uh, Ref Schneider... Subs in for Yu Chang, and next thing you know, 5-4. That's the end of the scoring. I, I, I'm concerned, especially going into this second game, that the lack of key moment hits that you saw at the second part of the suspended game today carries over against the star like Scherzer, who many believe that a lot of these scouts that were there at the game are there to watch him as possibly a rental for other teams on a run. So he's going to be bringing his A game for sure. Yeah, and not only against Scherzer, but then you have two games against the Braves coming up this week. It's not an easy stretch of opponent pitching, but also opponent lineups. I mean, I know the Mets have struggled this year. There's still some really good hitters, as we know, in that lineup. We know how loaded the Braves lineup is. Seattle has some good pop in the lineup, and of course, San Francisco before that. So it's a situation where not only are you going to face some pretty good pitchers over the next eight games, you're going to be going up against some good lineups that, again, and I think the Red Sox lineup has been good this year, but I think they're going to have to be as good as they've been, if not better, than they've been all year in these next eight games. All right, let's go to 617-779-7937. Wally and Fall River, thanks for calling Red Sox Review. You're on the air, man. Yeah, what's up, KJ? Uh, 
you look at our record against uh, National League teams at home. What do we now? Two and fourteen. So you look at that. That doesn't help. But I think Cora squeezed the most out of these guys that he can right now. Uh, the next five series against pretty decent teams, guys. Uh, it, it's not going to be a cakewalk. But we keep on talking what the Red Sox are going to do. I mean. We keep on forgetting that these other, all these other contenders are going to make moves, too. So the Red Sox could be left in the dust. But uh, like you said, the magic word is for uh, Heim Road to do some tweaking. Now, uh, I know you guys aren't, I mean, are happy with the lineup, but I still think it's too left-handed. There's teams that have already fallen out. You get the Marlins, you get the Pirates. Why not try and get Jorge Soler? Try and dump Adam Duvall somewhere. I don't know where you can get for Geeky. But I try and get him in the picture from the Marlins. You could probably get one of the, you know, as long as Hein Bloom gets a healthy picture. But he's got to get, he, he can't wait, and you can't depend on Trevor Story. You get Jorge Soler in that lineup with Trevor Story, it balances out the lineup. I wonder what you guys think about that, you know, trying to get him from the Marlins. Uh, Wally, thanks for the call. Yeah, I, I think sometimes your eyes as Red Sox fans tend to be bigger than what the budget is. Right, if, if a Jorge Soler is coming back, you're gonna. I mean, it's gonna be. It's gonna have to be more than Adam Duvall. It's gonna have to be more than that, right? So, and, and just yeah. to follow up on his point, the Red Sox have a winning record versus the AL, including 16 and 11 versus the AL East. What's killed them is interleague play. After yeah. today's loss, they're 13 and 20 versus the NL, and they have another two games against the Mets. They have San Francisco coming up as well, and the Braves we mentioned. So interleague play, it's obviously been expanded over the last couple of years in the MLB, and it's really hurt the Red Sox this year. Yeah, well, the Red Sox in one-run games are 13 and 16. Yep. Uh, extra innings, 3-3, three and three, so that's a toss. And 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 you, you just wonder, here's, and here's, here's my thing, and, and I'll get to the pictures that I teased that I think that the Red Sox would have a chance towards, is that this does walk into Heim Bloom's wheelhouse of, he doesn't have to make a big splashy deal. He just has to go find what I think even people were screaming in 21. Go find an arm. Go find a couple. Go find an arm that you can find. Like here's the and maybe I don't know if they think this way as well. But you have to wonder teams like Oakland, the Nationals, um the Royals, you would have to say to these teams, we can provide someone that you could put on your front cover of your programs, and people will come and say, like, hey, this guy had 20 home runs a couple years ago. We can come see a guy versus trying to talk to teams like the Marlins, even though they're in a bit of a slipping banana peel. They are still in the race inside the National League for a wild card. So I don't see them giving up anything when they still feel like, okay, we're having our slippage now. And we're doing okay. We've got a hitter that's close to 400. So there are things that they're going to do to support that team. But when you start looking at teams where you're like Oakland or even the Nationals, as I mentioned, the, the White Rockies, Sox too. Well, yeah, but but even when you look at the White Sox, you're like, okay, they have got guys that have nice price tags to them that are going to be kind of hefty. Where what you send in return isn't going to be enough. The last thing you want to do, I think, if you're on the Red Sox, if you're the phone, if you're on the phone and you're the Red Sox, is hear anybody start talking about Casas or Meyer or Bayo in that conversation. You're like, you got to hang up the phone. You've got to call places where you're like, hey, we can get a guy to you that is kind of in your payroll and might be able to do some things for you if they get a chance. So let's just say Bobby Dahlback is the guy that you can kind of put in front of people, right? He's on that last year. He's going to have to pretty much be dealt somehow, some way within a year. Okay. 
But you can also sell that this guy has hit 25 home runs in a season in the ML, in, a, in the in Major League Baseball, right? So I like a guy like J.P. Sears in Oakland. I don't know if you like. Look, he's got his opponent's batting average is only 217 for the season and 198 for over the last month. Clearly, the 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 A's are not going anywhere. But you're not asking this guy to come be the ace of your staff. If it's another arm, you can get in there. It's another left-handed arm that you get in there when you know that you're not going to have sale available until you don't know when. Why not go after someone for, like J.P. Sears? Like, look, what, what, does Bobby Dahl back and maybe Ref Snyder interest you or potentially Adam Duvall as another person as you go to Vegas next year and you have at least some type of name players? Because it, I don't I don't know how you're building for the future and you're losing, potentially going to lose 120 games this year. And if you look at someone like J.P. Sears, you say, okay, this guy's got an ERA under four, which makes him very makes him a great candidate to add to the staff where the ERA is about 425, 435. Yeah, and like I like J.P. Sears. I mentioned in the last segment that we just need to see more consistency. The ERA on its face, you look at 4.19, might look a little high, but like his month of May, he was sub-3 ERA. And this is yeah. on the, one of the worst at that point. They were on pace to be one of the worst teams in the history of baseball. So far in July, he's 3.33 ERA. I mean, he's pitching well, especially in long stretches, on a really bad team. You figure you put him on a team that has a real offense, and despite how bad the Red Sox defense has been, he'll probably get more overall support just because their lineup is so much better, and the bullpen behind him would be so much better. Yeah, I think that's a name that do you only have to give up you know, a Dahlbeck or a middle-tier prospect and yeah. instead of one of those higher prospects, which we know they don't want to give those guys up. They do not right. want to give up Bayo, Casas, and even just take those guys out of it, those top-tier prospects they have in Worcester and Portland. They'd rather not give any of those guys up. They haven't wanted to in since Bloom took over. So I think if you a guy like Sears for that middle-tier type prospect, and again, he, he would come in. He's not going to be your ace, but... Is he the second best pitcher in your rotation? Maybe he's definitely the third best pitcher. And all of a sudden, you feel a lot better overall about your rotation with a guy like that. Right. And and, and the other part is, how many other guys on bad teams have been kind of good pitchers when the teams are really bad? I found only one other guy in the league that has a sub-4 ERA. We're talking about, I looked at a lot of guys, John. A lot of these guys are like 5, 5, 9, yep. 6. You know, like, like, they're they're is, the reason their team stinks. They're the reason why their team stink. The only other person I saw was Josiah Gray of the Nationals. But his price may be too high because he's the lone all-star for the team this year. I mean, look, he gave up a bunch of, like, the most yard balls in the National League last year. And the most walks in all of uh, the most yard balls in all of baseball last year, and the most walks last year, but a three fifty nine ERA on a bad team. If you put him in the mix of the guys that are already there, maybe a guy like him fits this system of what Hein Bloom is looking to do. That there's no star ace of the of the of the of the, of the lineup or, or the uh, the the roster the pitchers. But you have another guy in there. If that's the way you're going to go. But my concern is Washington might say, hey, we, we're going to ask for probably Cassis. We're going to want a little bit more because this is our lone all-star. And I don't know if Josiah Gray would be that guy. But there are a couple of guys that do exist on really bad teams. I know the Nationals are potentially looking at a sale. And we have those things going on. You may not want to pay guys, and both Gray and Sears are like seven hundred fifty thousand a year guys. 
just like Tallback is. So you're not spending a lot of money, but you kind of get a look-see as you kind of work with what you already have, and you still have a chance for that third wild card spot. So if you had to if if you're Heim Bloom right now, who do you get on the phone with? Do you get on the phone with Oakland, Washington, or neither? So I think in this situation, I'd lean towards Washington because Gray, again, he's 25 years old. Couple, And I know Sears is 27. It's not a huge difference, but right. if you want to build that core and have the extra two years of control, you mentioned he was an all-star this year, and he had issues in the past, giving up home runs. Has he figured those out? Another guy, too, old friend Eduardo Rodriguez, pitching yep. really well, Who he, and I know he had the stint on the IL, but he's got a sub-3 ERA for a bad Tigers team, and he's pitched in Boston before, won in Boston before, and yeah, he's obviously pricier, but it's not like he signed to a really long-term deal. I think he's got two more years a- after this, so it's not like you're under his contract forever. So like that, those go- like those three guys, and I think Rodriguez might cost a little less because of his age, although he is pitching better. But those are the type of guys that you look at those that they should be trying to bring in. Lucas Giolito from the White Sox, I think, is another really good candidate. That mm. Yeah, they're not Shohei Otani. They are not aces. But they're going to come in and be the second or third best guy in your rotation, give you more consistency so you're not losing three, winning three, losing three, winning three. You can string together three or four series in a row where you take two out of three. And all of a sudden, if you start doing that, you mentioned it before. They're three games out of the wild card. You start stringing that together, especially when they have that long stretch in August where they're playing every day. All of a sudden, you are a wild card team and you're in. So I think we both agree, John, that the Red Sox still are buyers. It's just not going to be a big, huge buy. And whatever is sold off for that buy is not going to take a big chunk out of the DNA of this team. Yeah, I would agree. And I think they can kind of it's tough i don't want to say thread the needle because they tried to do that last year and they failed but like if you trade a guy like adam duvall so jaron duran gets more time and then you use maybe what you get or something else to add to your rotation to me that's a net positive you sell one guy but you have a a glut of outfielders especially duran to me should be playing every day regardless of lefty righty and then if you add to the rotation and hopefully you can solidify your defensive lineup, then that's what you need. It's just they're, in, they're a little bit of a weird place because they don't stink, but they're also not one of the best teams in the league. And to get to be one of the best teams, I think it's more than what you can pull off in one trade deadline. KJ and John Lyons here on WEEI Red Sox Review. We continue the second hour next here on WEEI. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Thanks for hanging out on your Saturday. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.